Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Great to be back with you and welcome to Modern Wealth Management. I'm Ryan Ruff, your moderator. And as always, I'll be joined by Derek Hutchins, the the co-founder, that is, of Monon Wealth Management out of Carmel, Indiana. We're going to be jumping into, yes, another wealth management discussion today, primarily geared towards family businesses. But before we get into the nitty gritty of the conversation, let's go ahead and say hi to Derek. Derek, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Ryan. I'm uh, excited to talk about this. It's certainly something that we um, that we deal with a lot with our, our clientele. So it's going to be an exciting topic. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you frame things up for us kind of from a high level? I know we're, I mentioned we're talking about family businesses, but A, what's specifically with regard to family businesses, but also why is this topic so important? Why are we even talking about it today? Yeah, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, is family family business succession. You know, I'm an entrepreneur myself, and um, and a lot of the clients that I serve are entrepreneurs. And you know, we are so busy uh, working in and growing our business that it's difficult for us to think past our own career, and um, and yet. You know, my business is one of my largest assets, and I would say that for for most um, entrepreneurs, their their business is their largest asset. So, in order to um, really capitalize on you know all the work that that entrepreneurs have done, it's important to think beyond our own career. The statistics are are, are pretty clear that very few family-owned businesses make it to the second generation and even fewer make it to the third generation and so if um if you as a as an entrepreneur and or a family business owner if you see this business or the economic value of this business as your legacy to pass down to future generations. This is not something that happens just, you know, by happenstance. It's something that has to be thought through in in order to break those trends that I just mentioned. So I think it's an important topic for anybody out there who uh, owns and or operates a family business and wants to see that um, that go beyond their own career. I love this. And, you know, we're really diving into kind of the most important considerations for passing on that family business today. Derek, why don't you walk us through from a high level, kind of the, the four big items that I know you wanted to hit today with regard to this topic, what are they? And then of course we can unpack each one. Yeah. So I want, I want the audience or, you know, if, if this resonates with you, I want you to be thoughtful through, through this process. And in order to be thoughtful, to go through this process, you really have to start off by understanding what your current situation is and what the goals are. Um, there are lifestyle businesses out there and maybe, you know, people that don't want it to go beyond their career. That's fine. If that's your goal, then you can probably turn uh, to turn the show off now because the rest of it's not going to pertain to you. But if you, if you want it to go to the next generation, you need to really define that as a goal and and think through where are you at today so that you can bridge the gap and make sure that you're on the right uh, right path being on the right path is going to force us to have really two different succession plans 
The first succession plan is the financial aspect. And this is the one that oftentimes we think about, right? This is um, from a financial aspect, you know, how are, um, how are we going to, how are we going to pay the taxes on our estate? How are we going to reward the, uh, the legacy owner through their retirement while the next generation is running the business? The, the financial aspects are, are extremely important and oftentimes looped in with our estate plan. The second, uh, the second succession plan that you're really going to have to have is something on the operational side. If you, um, if you have multiple children in the business, well, you need to clearly lay out who's in charge. And that's really on the operational side so that your customers, your vendors, feel that there is somebody there after you're gone that they that they can trust and then the fourth piece that i really want to mention is is that you know ryan things change so uh flexibility and i'd say and transparency are really key to this entire process yeah, I can imagine so. And and when it's not, we see shows like Succession pan out in uh, you know in mainstream uh, mainstream media. So I was thinking uh, about that this morning. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. It's kind of like a perfect. Uh, it's a it's it's kind of a perfect show about the complexities of succession planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if anybody hasn't watched it, it, it it's it, it's entertaining, but it also lays out the problem. Not so sure about the solution. We'll work on that here today. Sure. Sure. Well, let's, let's dig into each one of these factors that you just mentioned. The first, which is most obviously the first and and where you should start in this process. And that is this idea of really taking a a deep inventory of the situation and considering your goals with regard to the succession plan. Let's start here. When you're having these kinds of conversations with clients, what does this entail uh, this first step in the process here? Okay. So the, the very first part that we've got to think through is is it better to pass the, this business on to the next generation? Or is it better to sell today at, you know, whatever significant value there is and pass the economic value on to the next generation? And that that's something that you really have to be clear about. Um, there are clients, uh, or there's certainly clients that I that I work with that are extremely passionate about the business being passed down. They're more concerned about that than the economic value. There's other clients that say, Hey, you know, it's, it's really just, it's really just about taking care of uh, myself and my family and whichever route is best is, is where we should go. So it doesn't matter to me, but, from your perspective as a family business owner, you really have to you really have to know which route you want to go down. So that's number one. If you choose to pass the business down to um, your the next generation, then you really have to ask yourself: Are they capable of managing it? You know, not everybody is, and if they are not capable of managing it then you're going to have to either get them ready or put in some other operational plans that allow for them to still maintain control with some help. The third thing 
that we really have to consider is, is that um, if you have multiple children, there may be some that are really interested in the business, maybe working in the business today, and you have maybe some others that aren't. How are you gonna how are you gonna equal that out if the majority of your net worth is in the family business and you want to pass that down? Well, you know, but you love your kids equally. Well, you're gonna have to think through how do I make it equal for everybody or at least fair for everybody, uh, even though they have different roles and different interests. And then I, you know, something that we work on a lot, and this is, I'd say number four is, is that we've got to think through, hey, if, if you as the current business owner and manager step down and the business keeps going, how are you going to fund your retirement? You know, are you going to sell the business to your kids? Are you going to stay on the payroll? Uh, have you saved enough money outside of the business that, that this is even a viable option? So you've got to be thinking through that, hey, even though you're done working in the business and ready to pass it down to that next generation, you still have to plan for the rest of your life. And that's mm -hmm. that's something you got to work through. Yeah, yeah. Having that foresight and really considering goals and what your vision for the future looks like is is most most obviously the first thing that comes to mind here. But Let's jump in now to these these two different succession plans that you mentioned a moment ago. There's the financial succession plan, and then, of course, there's the operational succession plan. Let's double-click now into the financial succession plan. What are the big considerations here, Derek, and, and what should somebody keep an eye out for? Well, the, the financial succession plan is really going to address the ownership concerns in the context of uh, taxes and legal control of the business. You know, taxes are a really major consideration. Um, we are, you know, I think most people are aware that there is an estate tax. Some people call it a death tax. You, know, you can call it whatever you want. It's the fact that the federal government asks you for a piece of your net worth when you pass away. And so you really have to be, you have to really think through that because if you have a business that's worth 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars or more, and that represents the majority of your net worth, and if the government comes to you and says, hey, um, the tax law says that we, you know, that we're owed 40% of your net worth up and above a certain number, you got to consider where's that money going to come from? So the work that we do here at Monon Wealth is trying to get in front of this. You know, first of all, in the financial succession plan, we're trying to make some decisions and plans early on so that we don't ever get to that situation. Okay. Um, and there's certain ways to do that. That's where we use things like trusts. You know, trust work is so, so important in the succession of a successful business. Um, and so through proper trust work, there's ways to position assets that we can lower, if not eliminate that tax burden. The, uh, you know, there's other tools that we use as well, like life insurance. Um, life insurance is there and is triggered upon the death of the insured. 
And so if, you know, if through proper planning, we're not able to eliminate all of the taxes that are owed at death, then perhaps a life insurance policy can be put in place to provide the cash value, the death benefit, the cash that's needed to pay those taxes so that the then the current owners and managers of that business aren't really siphoning uh, all the cash from the business just to pay the taxes. We all know how tough business is anymore. Imagine trying to uh, to run it when you're short on cash. So those are the, some of the things that we have to that we have to think through. And oftentimes, the financial aspects of the succession plan are interlinked or interlaced within the business owner's estate plan. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you know, so we do a lot of research on this. The the industry does a lot of research, and and we we pay attention. As we take a look, uh, and I'm going to, I pulled up a slide here that's uh, called Family Businesses with a Financial uh, Succession Plan in Place. So these are um, family businesses that, that have that have done the work to think through the tax situation as it relates to the succession plan. And unfortunately, Ryan, what we find out is, is that not many have done it. Um, among the founders, those individuals like myself that founded their company, only about a third of us have done proper financial succession plan. Um, the next generation, so if you're an inheritor, maybe you recognized how important this was. Uh, we do get a bump up, and about, but, but still, only about 43% of inheritors have done succession plan um, in, in preparation for passing this down to the third generation. So this really, really lays out why as a whole population, we are so unsuccessful in continually passing our family business. We haven't done the work yet, Ryan. You know, it's, it's really interesting when you break down those numbers, Derek, especially with regard to seeing the uptick with regard to the inheritors, but then, you know, up against the weighted average. And then of course the founders, it's, it's it is, it's very enlightening for, uh, for a lot of business owners out there to maybe, uh, light a fire under them to, to start thinking about these things and really moving through them. Yeah. I hope so. Because if that didn't catch your attention, um, this next, this next slide might. And, and that really is, is that, you know, it just, a lack of financial succession, a lack of a financial succession plan can have other ramifications beyond just tax liabilities. The truth is, is that without proper planning, it also increases the opportunity for conflict over the control of the business amongst the, amongst the inheritors. So I think that most of us, uh, most of us that have children, we have hopes and dreams that they maintain or you know a good relationship among themselves even when we're not around and um and what i'll tell you is is that if you're not doing the proper succession planning the chances of that uh of having disagreement and conflict amongst your children is greatly increased the slide in front of us right now says that um, less than 10% of inheritors 
have conflict if there is a proper succession plan on the financial side. Well, if there's not, that number bumps up to almost 80%. It's almost certain that your kids are going to have conflict with each other if you don't put these plans in place. Wow. Wow. It's a staggering statistic there. Uh, so this is a beautiful transition then, Derek, into kind of the softer side of the succession plan, which you had mentioned a moment ago, the operational succession plan. Why don't you dig us deep into this uh, this conversation? Because it is its own conversation. You know, while financial, obviously looking at the cold, hard numbers, we've got the softer side of things here with the operational side. Let's uh, Let's dig in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the way that you said that, you know, we do think of the financial succession side of this as the hard side. And what that means is that it's typically routed in numbers, right? Um, and so so that is that. But the, there's also the operational succession plan, and, and that maybe is a little bit softer. And when we're talking about the operational side, if you have multiple kids or, or if you don't, you need to really identify um, who's going to run the business. How are they going to be paid? Who, who, if anyone, will they report to? And, you know, I will tell you that on the good side, um, I'll pull up my next slide here. Uh, you know, the truth is, is that we're doing a better job of this. Uh, family businesses with an operational succession plan, those that they've listed as who's going to be um, who's going to be the boss and how much are they going to get paid and and what's everybody else's role within the company. Uh, as a whole, we're doing a lot better job. We're somewhere between, you know, 65 and 75 percent uh, where we have this in in place. So that's that's great. And I really think that probably, you know, that's not, that's not because, oh, we've decided, oh my gosh, we need a, we need a um, operational succession plan. It's almost by default. It's, it's kind of by default because while you're still running it, the kids in the business, well, they've maybe grown up in the business and, um, and they already have roles. Maybe you've already given them some leadership opportunity and allowed for them to take more and more responsibility as time has gone on. Our statistics also tell us that of those inheritors, about 80% of them feel that, hey, they are well prepared to take over. And I have a feeling, like I said, it's because they've kind of grown up in the business and that us as entrepreneurs, we understand the importance of of leadership and, and having those different roles filled. Uh, so better news on the operational side, uh, but it still needs to be kind of written. I'm not gonna say written in stone because flexibility is my next thing I wanna talk about, but there definitely needs to be a structure to it that you have uh, put your stamp of approval on. Well, yeah, no, I, it's good to see some more positive numbers on this side, especially being the softer side, but, uh, you know, obviously room for improvement on the, the financial end of the succession planning, you know, Derek, as a, as a society and as people, we love our rule of thirds, but when it comes to succession planning, there's a big fourth element to it that you mentioned, which is that flexibility and transparency. Talk us through why this is so important when it comes, whether, you know, whether or not you have the greatest succession plan in your eyes lined up, flexibility and transparency needs to be a part of it. Tell us why. 
yeah, listen, let's face it. People change. Situations change. Um, And because of that, the plans we put in place need to have some flexibility to them. I am not the same person as I was 10 years ago. And I'm pretty certain that 10 years from now, I will have, I'll be different then as well. Okay. Um, The things that I wanted 10 years ago, well, they change, they change over time. And that's going to happen with, with all of us. So if you absolutely say, Hey, this is the way it's going to be. And, uh, and something changes, well, you better hope that you've built some flexibility into the plan. And what I see too often is, is that, um, very expensive, well-written estate plans, uh, and succession plans can lack that flexibility to them. Um, the second thing, you know, and I, and I kind of link together flexibility with this other part, and this is called, this is transparency. I have unfortunately been in the middle of some estate planning transactions that lacked transparency. And what I will tell you is, is that it's not good. If, if you don't think that your children will agree with the plans that you're putting in place, it's far better for you to have that conversation with them while you're still alive than after you're gone. Once you're gone uh, and, you know, and, and this is revealed that maybe things have gone against the way that they wanted, well, you get a lot of hurt feelings with, and a lot of questions without any answers. When you're putting these plans together, it's, I think it's really important to keep everybody involved. It doesn't mean everybody's going to agree. It doesn't mean at the time everybody's going to be happy. But it gives you an opportunity as the owner to express the why as to the actions that you're taking. And I'm really, really big about maintaining family harmony through transition. I think it's one of the most important things in my value list. And I'm going to tell you that if, if that is a value of yours, that that transparency and flexibility um, are an extremely important, not just for while you're alive, but also for the relationships amongst your family after you're gone. So that's an important part to this. Yeah, very much so, Derek. Well, let's let's pivot now. Do you? I mean, look, you work with a lot of clients. You've seen these these succession plans play out. Do you have any stories or examples that uh, help illustrate maybe some of the points we're making today? Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I've been in this business now for over twenty four years, and you know, estate planning and succession planning. Thank goodness has become more prevalent. In the past, uh, I saw some really difficult situations. Of course, I didn't get involved until after the situation had happened. But, you know, there for a while, there was a significant number of, you know, family farms that were being lost to 
improper estate planning. I want you to think about the uh, family farmer. Uh, more likely than not, if they own significant land, they have a really high net worth, especially today. Uh, land is extremely valuable. And so you start doing the numbers on that and it's not uncommon for them to have a net worth that is far, far above um, the, the threshold where, you know, where the, the government will tax you. So what was happening, Ryan, is, is that let's just say a, a family farmer passes away and they value their land at $20 million, okay? Well, the other thing that happens to a, uh, that's, that's typical with a family farmer is that while they have a lot of net worth, they're typically short on cash. And that shouldn't be surprising. I mean, if anybody pays attention to this business, it costs a lot of money to run a family farm. Every year you've got the seeds and the, you know, the chemicals, but you also have the machinery and the labor. There's a constant inflow and outflow of cash and it can get tight. Well, what's happened over time is that, um, you know, the, fam the, the, the farmer passes away and, at, and the government comes knocking at the door and says, hey, you owe us five, six, seven million dollars for your share of uh, the death tax. Well, the inheritors don't have that money laying around. And so at that point, they only have one option and that's to sell the farm. And, you know, this is um, this, I, I hate this story because for most family farmers that I have spoken with, there's nothing more important to them than passing that land on to future generations. Yet through improper financial succession planning, it didn't happen. And that's sad. Yeah, it really is. It really, Derek, I mean, it, that that story illustrates the importance of the financial succession planning. Obviously, you know, we talked about some of the softer sides, but that one really does illustrate the importance of the financial repercussions should you not go about the planning process. Um, any other stories or, or moments come to mind, uh, maybe towards the softer side that we could speak well, to? Well, I mean, if I'm going to tell you a bat, you know, a tough story, I'll tell you a, a great story too. <laughs> Please. I've, I've got... You know, I've got several clients that um, that we've been able to get in front of this and they've been able to put some things in place to uh, accomplish both the financial and the operational side. One of my favorite stories is a, a, a couple that I, I work with that that own a family business and they they're they're fortunate enough that they have one of their four children who um, is doing a great job as the current CEO of the business. He's grown the business. He understands the business. He enjoys it. Um, he's doing a great job. When I sat down and talked with this family, they acknowledged what a great job he was doing, but also acknowledged that they had three other children that they loved just as much who weren't involved in the operation side of the business. And so we worked together with um, some lawyers, some accountants, myself. Um, there were other professionals involved as well. But in what we created was a plan 
that allowed for them to um, to give to their children upon their passing equal economic value, but yet at the same time still acknowledge that this guy, the child who is currently the CEO, should still be running the business. That was the best path forward for the business, the business's employees, and what will now be the business's owners, the four children, to maintain the success that they have had up to this point. So, you know, I love that story because it's there's some complexity to it. Four children, we love them all, but only one's in the business. Derek, how do we get this done? What I will tell you is that we were able to get it done perfectly. So while they're still alive today, when they do pass on, the business will still have an opportunity to prosper well into the future with the same leadership that it has today. I love that. And that's a great story to, to showcase the importance of the softer side of the planning and, and how there's a ripple effect of benefits when you can do that. Uh, Derek, we've thrown a lot at our audience today in terms of all these top considerations that you know, a business owner should be thinking about when they're thinking about, you know, going to pass on a family business. If there were some, if there was a, or some bottom lines to today's episode, key takeaways, what would those be, uh, you know, to make sure uh, we, we really give some value to the audience? Well, I think that the, you know, the takeaways have been that first of all, you've got to understand, you got to understand your current situation and the goals of the planning. Okay. And that's, uh, I think that that's pretty common sense. We got to understand what are we working with right now and what do I want to have happen in the future? You've got to get really clear on those two. Once you get clear on those two aspects, well, then we can come in with the financial and the operational succession plan and think through that and get that written down on paper. But then, of course, along the way, we have to build in flexibility and transparency along the process. If you get nothing else out of it, those are that's what I feel is most important. Fantastic. Well, Derek, look, I mean, you said it a moment ago, everyone's situation, everyone's family business is different. There's going to be a multitude of factors at play here. So therefore, a family business owner would would absolutely benefit from having a conversation with their trust advisor or wealth manager like yourself. If somebody out there finds themselves in the in in their, you know, in this situation and maybe they're thinking to themselves, oh, maybe I, I do need to sit down and think more about this or talk through it with with somebody like Derek and his team. What would be the best way somebody could get in touch with you guys to open up a dialogue? The best way to find us is through our website. It's uh, mononwealth.com. And on there, you can find out more about our firm. And then there's also a link that's, that says contact us. Uh, you can use that in two different ways. You can, you know, you can, obviously you can request a conversation or an appointment with me. We typically like to start off with a, a phone conversation just, you know, to kind of see where things go. And if at that point it makes sense to, to meet up, then, then that's great. That's, that's the nature of my business. But I'm going to give everybody a second opportunity here, too. If you're not ready to speak with me in person um, or over the phone, um, everything that I've detailed out here today, I've put into a special report called Two Types of Family Business Succession Plans. 
and it really walks through everything we talked about here today. And um, so if you go to mononwealth.com, click on contact us and just put in there that you're interested in receiving this special report on family business succession. Uh, we'll send that out to you and then that'll really put this in uh, in a paper format that you can take a look and obviously if it makes sense for us to talk from there we'd be happy to do so fantastic well derek look i know you're a busy guy and you've got clients to serve so i uh, appreciate you jumping on and diving into uh you know family business succession there's a lot to unpack here but uh i think we did a nice job of it today and uh, i'll see you back here on the next one thanks ryan i appreciate it of course, of course. And folks, we're going to take one final moment, as we always do, and thank you all for carving some time out of your busy days to be with us on the show today. If you did enjoy today's conversation surrounding, you know, these top considerations, you know, when passing on a family business and you learned a thing or two, well, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you did check us out on today so that you don't miss out on other great conversations like these. You know, at the end of the day, Derek and I were sitting down and we're going through wealth management topics and strategies and conversations that he's having with his clients. And bringing them right here to you on this show so that we can really provide value at the end of the day. Before Derek, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long now. But again, we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Modern Wealth Management.